But in Santa Fe, there's a house that Wyoming Knox had built in 1600. 
as archaeologists got to looking at it, that's a building the foundation that goes back to 1200. If you travel the world, folks, and you go a little bit farther in New Mexico, you'll find right up the road, they say, you know, the food and food loans in the Bangladesh National Monument. Those things have been there for 500 or 600 years. Going out further, you'll see, see the Anazaza structures, all stone structures, still intact. Civilization moved there years ago. And you go to the far northwest corner of New Mexico, southeastern Colorado, or southwestern Colorado, Arizona, Four Corners region, you'll find Mesa Verde, which is one of our great national monuments. To a culture who knew how to build houses that would last. You travel around the world, and you go to any third world country, like Sri Lanka, Indonesia, South Africa, Africa, South America, those areas where structures are built on silts along the water bodies and ocean sides. And what happens when the monsoons come in India? Or the rains come in Indonesia? Or the islands are hit by hurricanes? Have you ever seen favelas? Those are also called ghettos, barrios in different languages. What happens to those houses when some kind of disaster strikes? Swept away. You know why? Because poor buildings have people get in a hurry to build. I'm just going to talk about our structure right here for a moment. Because I'm talking about physical building structures. This church that you're worshiping in today was built in 1948. You look around there hardly any cracks in any of the walls. There's hardly cracks in any of the foundations. Oh, there's a few stones, you'll find. There's two steel beams, I beams running full length to this sanctuary. It probably weighed in excess of eight or ten thousand pounds a piece. I don't know how they got them up there, but it was a lot of struggle. You go over to our small fellowship hall where some of you young adults, middle adults, have Sunday school class. You could literally put a Mack truck on that building. That building is so well built, if you go up in the attic, it's crisscrossed better than any any structure I've ever seen built in this area, it is incredibly built. No cracks there either. Our children's wing, on the other hand, we had to do a lot of upgrades and change it. You know why? Because when the building was built, not enough lime was put in the foundation. And y'all know what the soil does around Boston County? When it gets wet, what does it do? It expands. When it gets dry, it shrinks. And we actually used to have a wall over where your little, those visitors that are here right now, your little ones are, it's okay, we see it. <laughs> the wall, when it was, when it was dry, it would shrink and open up, and we'd have a two-inch gap in one room in a corner. You say, well, how can that be? Well, when it got wet again, close right back up. It's all about building. Now, of course, Jesus is not really talking about all the stuff I just talked about, is he? No, he's not talking about physical structures. He's talking about our spiritual lives. And it's interesting when you see this, when you see the difference, the wise man, he heard the words of Jesus. The foolish man heard the words of Jesus. There's one big difference in what they did. Anybody want to venture a guess? The wise man put Jesus' words into practice. He obeyed them. The foolish man heard the words of Jesus, didn't put them into practice. That's the only difference between those two guys. And look at the result. 
talked about being salt in the world. That if our salt loses its savor, it's good for nothing. It needs to be thrown out and cast underfoot. And then he goes on and he talks about things that can make us happy or blessed, as some of your translations say. And that we might realize those things that make us happy. Happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Happy are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Glad, happy are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Happy are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. And happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Happy are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And happy are those who persecuted or persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You see, most of us here all of our life have heard the word of God, haven't we? How many sermons? Do we have too much earwax? Do we not pay attention? Do we not listen? How do we put stuff into practice? One, obey God's word and do it. And most of us have a trouble with that word obey. You're not going to tell me what I can do. I can do whatever I want to do. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard that from a five-year-old. I've heard it from a 16-year-old. 75-year-old. I run my own life. I'll do what I want to. Have you ever heard those words? I hear them all the time. From some of your lips. But I want to share something with you folks. When you're overwhelmed by the storms of life. You see, I've heard a number of interviews from people that's lost homes. We've lost homes before. We've gone through tragedies before. And most of the time you hear two responses hear one response is, we lost everything. We don't know what we're going to do. We have no clue. Stuff doesn't matter. You hear other people say, we lost everything. We still have our lives and our faith and our families and we will be here. And there's a big difference between those two. There's a massive difference between those two viewpoints of life. You see, I'm sharing with you this morning because at some point in time, some storm is going to
this morning if you're here, it's just like Jesus' words to us. That's what I want. That's what I hope. That's what I'm still trying to do myself. You know, when I when I come up against a situation in my life where I'm not somebody's mad at me and just giving me help for it, it's hard to love me. It just isn't. Sometimes I have to say, Lord, could you put them in my life and I do something wrong? Do I deserve this, Lord? It's not fair. Well, then teach me how to love them. Teach me how to deal with them. When I deal with news that is so bad that cannot be shared, I go to the Lord and I
you don't know Jesus, I want to tell you today is a good day to know Jesus. You can invite him into your life right where you are. You can turn him in and take over and begin to do a work in him. That's right. Father, I thank you for these good people. Help us to be a people that know you and follow your word and be the people you call us to be. And Father, when we fail, when we make mistakes, when we mess up, Lord, please help us to know your grace and forgiveness and to extend that grace and forgiveness to others. In Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. In number 146, I'll be here tonight.